This is the Final Whistle podcast from the Wrexham AFC media team. The final score, Yeovil Town 1, Wrexham 1. And, well, not the most satisfactory of games or results, really. Although, to be fair, a draw at Yeovil is never a bad thing, is it? Let's be honest, not an easy place to go. But Wrexham will be frustrated by this. Partly because the performance wasn't really up to par and also because well, the, the, the nature of Yeovil's equaliser, that was brilliant. But because it was brilliant, highly frustrating. I'll get to that in a bit. But anyway, Wrexham made three changes from the side. That beat Eastley, Elliot Lee and Jordan Davis done well, of course, off the bench. They came in in midfield. There was a pre-match scare. When Jordan Davis wasn't on the team sheet and it was put on social media, it was purely a mistake, uh, but it, it led to a short social media <laughs> drama as people speculated that he'd left. And the other change, interesting, was Jacob Mondy coming in at left wing back uh, for Callum McFadgen. Now, the Heat would play an important part in this match, definitely. Wrexham were a bit sluggish, didn't quite get things going. But probably had the game won until the Thunderstruck equaliser, which was glorious, but was out of the blue. Um, Wrexham started off on making a half was that Yeovil had a, a de decent amount more possession, uh, but didn't really threaten. Wrexham had less, but we have got goal power now, and so coming forwards, we did look more threatening, although clear-cut chances throughout the game were few and far between. There was a dangerous moment after just three minutes. Clueworth feeding the ball down the left-hand side, Mullen popping it off to Lee and then cutting in size. Lee did really well, driving to the goal line and then along the goal line and flicking the ball into the goal mouth with the outside of his foot. The cross is too close to the keeper, but Grant Smith dropped it and as Mullen lunged to try and flick it past him, managed to grab it uh, the second attempt. A minute later, Wrexham tested again with Ben Tozer at the back, drilling a long, flat, straight ball. Sort of ball that rarely comes off, but it nearly did. Mullen running after it. Would have been one-on-one -on -one if he'd been able to bring the ball down. It was literally inches away from his reach. So, a near thing. Now, in the sixth minute, Wrexham took the lead. As you can tell, this is a decent start by Wrexham. Uh, rewarded when a long ball again by Howard this time was looking for Ollie Palmer. He wasn't able to make contact with it, but in jumping, he confused the two defenders. They got muddled up. Mullen nipped in after they let the ball bounce. A wonderful, deft touch with his head. Just tug the ball beyond Williams. And one-on-one -on -one with the keeper. He drilled it across him and into the net. A great early finish. And Wrexham had the lead. Yeovil started to respond by getting the ball down a little bit more Wakefield was looking threatening on the right hand side Worthings are move, moving the ball well in midfield but they weren't really causing too many issues for Wrexham in fact Lee had another promising moment on the left a great run as he broke down the flank then curved back round on himself and cut back towards the edge of the area where he scuffed the shot rather which rolled uh, easily to Smith first chance that Yeovil had came when Wakefield ripped in a terrific free kick from by the corner flag. Everybody missed it in the goal mouth though. And moments later it was Wrexham going up the other end. Palmer 
moving the ball on into the box and driving a powerful shot, which was well blocked. In the 26th minute, Wrexham had to shout for a penalty, and this is an interesting one, I would say. Mondi combining with Clueth down the flank. Clueth was tackled in the box, but Mondi got back and tackled back, drove across, which deflected off Williams up in the air, span into the goal mouth. A couple of defenders and Palmer raced and converged on it, and then the backspin, I think, deceived Hunter Bet, and it span up and hit him. Now, where it hit him is the relevant point. It's, I always find it interesting, you know, how do players react? I don't mean when they're all just trying to influence the referee, but, you know, spontaneous, immediate reactions. On the far side of the six-yard box, there were a couple of Wrexham players who immediately, spontaneously jumped up for the penalty. But it was the rest didn't join in, because I think it was you had to be at the right angle to see if it was a penalty or not. For my money, and having gone through frame by frame, the camera for the highlights is not in the right angle to see it clearly. What I would say, Hunt's arm is definitely out as he approaches it. It's not hit at him from close in. So if it does hit his arm, it is a penalty. It looks to me, and I, you know, I'm not going to stake my mortgage on it, but it looks to me like it hits more the top of his shoulder, in which case he gets away with it. I think gets away with it is the correct phrase. He's quite lucky if it doesn't hit his arm because he's just he's, he's in no real control of what's going on. But I think the ref probably got it right. The referee did irritate Wrexham in other ways, mind, as we'll come to in a moment. He seemed to be on a bit of a hair trigger whenever a Wrexham player went in for a challenge. He seemed to be giving fouls and then robust challenges by oval players on at least two occasions. Very aggressive challenges, which looked like fouls, weren't get, weren't punished. Um, and he sort of, by the end of it though, peculiarly, had only booked one Wrexham player but was spraying cards around for the Oval. So, slightly patchy performance by him, just like it was by Wrexham. Although Wrexham did have a couple of chances, again, sort of half chances, if you will. Palmer doing really well in the crowded centre of the pitch to struggle his way past two men and then chip a cute little ball over the top for Mullen, who drove a powerful shot, but it was well blocked. And then moments later, Lee... Picking the ball up after a toes are thrown that caused problems, playing an excellent ball inside Wakefield to put Toza into the penalty area around the back and Wakefield recovered with a tremendous desperate sliding tackle which not only stopped the danger but also knocked the ball off Toza and out for a goal kick. The closing minutes of the half saw Yeovil come close a couple of times, well I say come close, Two really good deliveries from Worthington from corners, both of which dropped in the goal mouth and caused issues, but Wrexham both times were able to scramble it clear. The key moments of the match came in the first four minutes of the second half. Like I said, this was not a fluent Wrexham performance. Wrexham weren't keeping the ball well. It was maybe revealing that after the water break in the first half, there were water breaks in both halves, um, Wrexham started to play with a bit more like you'd expect them to. I think maybe Parkinson reminded them, let's get the ball down, move it about and tire them out in the heat. And for a while, those well-grooved passing passages all started to open up and we started to move it around. That was how we should have played. But I think the heat made us sluggish and we failed to do so. We actually started the second half well, but then were made to pay as the Oval, who previously had not really, as I said, carved out chances suddenly had two big moments. Firstly, long ball over the top by Hunt, Toza missed it in the air, and 
Malachi Linton, who'd been anonymous up to that point, found himself one-on-one -on -one with Howard straight through the middle. He drove his shot to Howard's right, and the Wrexham keeper did well to get down and push the ball away. However, a minute later, he had absolutely no chance. Another long ball, this time by Smith. Mundy underneath it, beheaded it square rather than away, straight to Linton. Linton scored an absurd goal. He's about 30 yards out, takes it on the chest, and as it drops, volleys it over Howard and inside the left-hand post. An astonishing goal. But made, I would say, from Rexon's point of view, all the more galling by the fact that, well, I watched Linton's game last Saturday, he got subbed, he, he didn't have any impact on the game, and this one, apart from those two moments there in the space of two minutes, he, he had no impact in the game, and then he's gone and hit the best goal of his life. Uh, this was a sort of game that Wrexham didn't perform that well in, but ought to have won 1-0, because Argyle, uh, the Oval didn't really create any more chances uh, similar to that. And in fact, the second half, as it wore on, there were very few chances. Wrexham tried to sharpen things up a bit. Bryce Susanna came on the left for Mondi, and he looked good. He looked very sharp. And also James Jones came on for Elliot Lee. He wasn't able to quite impose his energy onto the game. There was an incident with a quarter of an hour left. There'd been some rather wild tackles which had gone unpunished by Yeovil. And then Worthington went in, studs up right through Hay uh, Clue at Hayden. Um, no background, Clueth. It was a horrible foul. Ref gave a yellow. He's very lucky not to get a red. And as the game wore on, there was one more big moment for Wrexham. Ten minutes left. The ball played back to Smith, the goalkeeper, who took an awful touch. And Ollie Palmer racing and tackled him. Both of them ended up on the floor. The ball rolled loose. Palmer got up to try and poke it into the empty net. And Smith recovered superbly to get up as well. Lunge and smother as Palmer was just stretching and hitting the ball. There was a slight moment of danger right at the end. Jimmy Toure, the ex-Rexham trialist, came on for his debut for Yeovil. And got round the side of Wrexham's defence on the left. He looked quite lively and drove the ball across the face. But again, nobody could get a touch. Seven minutes of added time. But there was no real proper momentum and the game ended one all like i say sluggish i think the heat got to us and we didn't impose ourselves which is ironic because if we'd got the ball down and played how we want to then i think that would have been well suited to the conditions looking through the performances howard's essentially had one save to make and made it really well it was a great chance the one-on-one -on -one, and he saved it well low down to his right had no chance with the goal the center backs Hayden, probably Wrexham's best defensive player. He was, he was perfectly solid. The uh, problems tended to come more down the other side. Hayden looked comfortable. And alongside him, Toza, again, looked good, apart from that horrible mistake when he missed the ball through the middle, which should have given Linton a goal. On the left-hand side, Clueth had an interesting time because I thought... He did a lot of excellent work, a lot of good interceptions. He was eye-catching, he used the ball well too. But also, as many players do, Yeovil decided to use their target man and put him onto Clueth, Mark Fisher. And Fisher uh, actually did win a lot of headers against Clueth. A lot of players don't achieve that. So he will have maybe been a little bit disappointed that he wasn't able to impose himself on Fisher and as he might have liked to have done. Um, but on the ground, he was very, very good. The wing-backs, Mondi had a bit of an up-and-down debut. Like I say, his loose header led to the goal. 
Um, I felt very clearly, I mean, Luke Young was talking about the new players still learning the system, that both he and Ford still haven't quite got into that role that we use the wing-backs in, uh, you know, interacting with the centre-backs. I would say about Ford, though, who had a very solid game but didn't really do anything to catch the eye, that um, Hayden often would go driving forwards and would decide to play an ambitious pass himself rather than invite interaction with Ford. Maybe that's partly because Ford doesn't go beyond him, but yeah, I, I just wonder if maybe he's not, you know, that that needs to be worked out, that relationship. Clueworth, uh, as we know, links brilliantly with McFadgen. Didn't link much with Mondi apart from the move that ended with the penalty shout. Uh, so, strange sort of debut for Mondi. Hosanna came on, and like I said, Wakefield looked very threatening down the right-hand side. He did beat Mondi on occasions, although generally Mondi was in control. Wakefield's got quality to put good balls in from deeper, though. Um... Hosanna came on and, and had Wakefield in his pocket. I was very impressed. Really did well at left wing back. In the middle, hard work for those central midfielders. Lee was in and out of the game. He showed some really exciting moments. He looked like he could create, he could open things up. Um, but playing slightly ahead of the other two, he wasn't in the game consistently. And that was a, a matter of frustration for him, I think. And we've... I think it was sensible to bring him off and put James Jones on and get a bit more energy in midfield. Young was solid, a little bit deeper than the others and, and, and working the ball well, uh, but wasn't able to really hurt Yeovil. I mean, for me, I think our midfield's a bit deep, but too much distance between them and the strikers for a lot of the game. And Jordan Davis had, a well, by his standards, a bit of an off day. He just wasn't quite getting all his creative passes right again wasn't really getting into those positions to endanger the opposition maybe a bit deeper than normal he and young supporting lean yeah well it wasn't quite his day up front well maybe mullen and, and palmer should be recognized as the two best performers in all honesty the trouble is they didn't get a lot to work with palmer battled manfully did well scrapping with the center backs physically and was often a player who opened things up a little bit and mullen was really working hard in order to try and create things with a few good shots that were blocked apart from his goal and in the last 10 minutes and added time it was brilliant how he still was full of energy and was really rolling his sleeves up dropping deep and trying to drive up players and make things happen mullen the man of the match for me but they needed more service and better service, those two, because they both looked like they were on good days. And Unfortunately for Wrexham, we didn't give them enough opportunity to hurt Yeovil's defence. So, like I say, sluggish is the word, I think, for this performance. But, we equal top. It's a decent point at Yeovil. Yeovil's a tough place to go, on a long journey on a hot day. And, yeah, so things are still on course aren't they and you also think well you know when these new players are fully bedded in uh, when maybe this different system with Elliot Lee in front of the two other two midfielders has really settled I mean should be onto something with the final score of Yeovil Town 1 Wrexham 1 I'm Mark Griffiths from Wrexham AFC this is the final whistle podcast from the Wrexham AFC media team